Hey, how's everybody doing? And welcome back to 125 Unfiltered. And today I am finally going to be talking some UNC basketball. My first episode of the year for UNC basketball, or for the season rather, and I'm super excited. It's about time I give you guys another analysis episode of a big UNC sport. I obviously talked about football, field hockey, women's soccer a few episodes back, which I really enjoyed. But we all know UNC basketball is so important for us Tar Heels. And I'm going to bring you guys my thoughts on the team. Going to be talking about some big games that we had this year and where I think we stand right now because Tar Heel fans, we should be encouraged with what we are seeing right now from this team. So let's just hop straight into it. Right now, UNC, we are unranked, but we are 7-2, 1-0 in the ACC. Start off the season, we had three pretty you know, easy games. We beat Loyola, Maryland, 83-67. Brown actually gave us a run for our money. We only won by seven. I was, I was really impressed with Brown's performance. They are really solid for, I believe they didn't even play last year because of, uh, because of COVID. But R.J. Davis was the saving grace uh, that game with 26 points, his career high. We then had another close one against Charleston, ended up winning by 11. Baycott had a 24-point game with 12 rebounds, a nice double-double for him. And then we got to the Hall of Fame tip-off classic, I believe it was called. We play number six, Purdue. We lose by nine, but I thought it was a very, very good performance. Unfortunately, Jaden Ivey, who a projected lottery pick, this kid is an absolute star, Ivey took that game over, and along with Travion Williams, who got to work down low with Baycott, uh, in foul trouble, and then Garcia and Manic just not being able to to guard Williams. I believe he had 20 points in like 13 minutes or, or something, something crazy along those lines. Williams was dominant. But again, very good performance. I thought Garcia had 26 points. I thought the guards were pretty good. And uh, they also had that shooter, Stefanovic, who went off in the first half. So in a game against a team that was better than us, I thought it was a really encouraging performance. However, that was not the case the next game when we played number 17 ranked Tennessee, which is by far our worst game of the season. We lost by 17. We just were not clicking at all. Too many turnovers. We were letting Tennessee do whatever they wanted. Viscovi had a nice game. Fulkerson was pretty good. Kennedy Chandler showed why he's a five-star recruit coming into this year as a freshman. And we just got blown out. We just weren't prepared. We came off flat-footed, and it showed. So where do we go from there? Well, we had a statement win. Well, first off, we beat UNC Asheville 72-53, to and what I thought was another ugly game, still won by a lot, but the statement game so far this year, it was against number 24, Michigan, at home, and we beat the brakes off of the Wolverines, winning 72-51, to a 21-point victory. Being at this game, this was the best Dean Dome environment I have been in. You know, only a sophomore, Last year, we had the game against Florida State, but only like 10 to 15% capacity. The Dean Dome was rocking this game. It was so much fun, and I'm sure that the players fed off of it. Caleb Love had 22 points. He was fantastic. Baycott, 14 rebounds. Um, and, you know, I think a big part of this game, getting Hunter Dickinson in foul trouble, you can credit Baycott for that. He got two fouls on him early in the second half, forcing him to go to the bench with, I believe it was four fouls at that point. And that allowed the offense and Caleb Love to absolutely take over. And then another big win, which I know they're not that good this year compared to last year, Georgia Tech. We go on the road to Georgia Tech, beat them by 17. We hold the best score in the nation at that point. Uh, I believe Michael DeVoe is his name. I think his first name is Michael. But DeVoe was averaging 25 going into that game. 
held them to 13 points and I believe only one of four or one of five from three-point range so our defense was better and then our offense was also clicking RJ Davis another fantastic game with 23 points and then that leaves us with the game Saturday a couple of days ago against Elon where we won by 17 this time it was Garcia leading the scoring with 22 points same with Caleb Love he had 22 as well so that's where we get to 17 and 2 now let's get into the players so leading the team this year is none other than point guard Caleb Love. What a transformation, and I'm going to get into him in a bit more detail, but right now he is averaging 16.9 points per game, leading the team, also averaging four rebounds and four assists on 45% shooting, 43% from three-point range, only two turnovers. Caleb Love has been fantastic. He's been aggressive going to the basket. He's taken some big time shots, some deep three pointers, some step backs, and he's been making them. He's showing why he has NBA potential. Again, want to talk about him in more detail later. Armando Baycott being the steady anchor for this team that he is 14.3 points per game, 9.6 rebounds, been pretty solid defensively. We are so happy to have Baycott back because we lost Walker Kessler to the transfer portal. He's at Auburn right now. Dayron Sharp to the NBA. Garrison Brooks transferred after being here for four years, and Baycott was the only one of those four bigs remaining. But he's super, super valuable. He was a big part, again, in why Hunter Dickinson didn't really get in rhythm against Michigan, a very talented big man. And then that brings us to the next player, RJ Davis. 13.9 points per game, four rebounds, 3.3 assists, 47% from the field, 48.7 from three-point range. R.J. Davis, who was like one of the best scorers in New York in high school, uh, I believe, or like the career high points in high school. Don't know what that record is for a fact, but he has shown why he's just an absolute scorer. He is, he is playing so much more confidently this year, way more aggressive. He's taking good shots. He's not shying away from the moment. He showed it in the Brown game. He showed it in the game against Georgia Tech. This guy can, can shoot it from anywhere, and he could score it. And not only that, but he's playing smart. Caleb Love, sometimes, obviously, he can make some foolish mistakes, but I feel like RJ is the more stable one of the two, and I think their partnership is working out perfectly. This is what we wanted to see last year. It just took time for them to grow. The transfers are making a huge impact as well. Brady Manick is averaging 13 points per game, 5.8 rebounds. Another great shooter from three-point range was 0 for 6 against Elon, but he's still shooting 36% from three-point range on the year. And he had a huge game against Tennessee where he had 24 points, I believe, against Loyola Maryland. He had 20, uh, which was his debut. So he's proven to be a very nice piece off the bench, I should say. He's actually not starting in the rotation between Baycott Manic and Dawson Garcia, who I'll talk about next, is working out very well. Garcia is averaging 11.3 11 points per game. Sorry about that. 5.7 rebounds. And he's had, he's had some breakout games as well. 22 against Elon, 26 against Purdue. He, it seems like he couldn't miss against Purdue. It was, it was unbelievable. Uh, Brady and uh, Dawson are, are really proving to be the, the versatility, versatility of these guys is helping out this offense a lot. It's not just force it down low, try to get these post points. They can make moves in the post, 
They can shoot it from the outside. They can pick and roll. They can pick and pop. They can dunk it. They're more mobile than guys like Dayron Sharp and Walker Kessler. And I think their all-around talents is helping out this team a ton. And then lastly, Leaky Black, only averaging 4.5 points per game, also five rebounds, but he is our best defender. As much as we criticize Leaky's offensive performance, which I have, uh, especially last season, I think he's actually been pretty solid so far. We're going to need him going up, up, up against some big guys in the ACC, Buddy Bayheim, Paolo Bancaro. Uh, you know, there are some, some, some huge scores in the ACC for when we get to that time of the season, Leaky Black is going to be very, very important. And those are the six main guys for this team. Hubert Davis has really shortened the rotation on the bench, and I kind of like it. Kerwin Walton has seen a decrease in minutes. Anthony Harris got some good run against Elon. Uh, I actually really like the, the way he played against Elon, especially in the first half. Very scrappy defensively. McCoy's gotten a bit of run, but we're really only playing six guys. That might cause some trouble when it comes to foul trouble and like other players getting in rhythm, but we're sticking to the guys that are going to win us games, which is you know, Love, Baycott, Davis, Manic, Garcia, and Black. Those are our six guys. And why has this team been so much better than last year? Why are they showing so much more potential? I got three keys. Three reasons why this team is so much better than last year. Number one, guard efficiency. Caleb Love and RJ Davis just weren't efficient last year. They weren't making shots. They weren't taking the right shots. One of my biggest criticisms of Caleb Love and you can still kind of say it now, is shot selection. You have to take the right shots. He's taking some pull-up threes before halftime. It's his signature shot. I like to joke with my friends saying, you know, if you got 15 seconds or below before the first half is over and we have the ball, Caleb Love is taking a pull-up three. But the thing is he's making them. Not only that, him and RJ, they're getting out in transition. Defense to offense, Caleb Love is getting, it seems like he's getting a few steals uh, or a couple steals a game, one of them's turned into a breakaway dunk where he puts on a show, gets the crowd going. Again, to read off percentages, Love is 45% from the field, RJ Davis is 47, both above 40% from three-point range, both efficient from the free throw line. That guard efficiency has been huge. The number one reason why this offense is clicking right now because we've got the guard play from the outside. We have the presence down low with Baycott, who's had some solid 20-point double-doubles this season. And then Manic and Garcia, who can score it from anywhere, whether it's down low in the paint or from the perimeter. But it all starts with the play from Caleb Love and RJ Davis. They're averaging more than 30 points per game combined. And again, the most important part is efficiency. And not, I have to add as well, above seven assists together as well. They are being solid point guards. They are both point guards. They can both run the offense. They share time for when one of them explodes. And I think that's good. We're not relying too heavily on one singular player this year. We've had five guys go above 20 points this year. How many times did that happen last year? Did RJ Davis even score more than 20 points in a game last year? I, I actually don't remember. I don't think so. He's already done it twice. And both of these guys are showing major, major improvements from last year. And that's what I'm most excited about with this team. Second reason for team success, big versatility. 
Yes, we have Baycott being the anchor down low. He's our big defensive stopper in the paint. He's going to put away dunks. He's going to get offensive rebounds. But Manic and Garcia, like I said earlier, they are transforming this offense. We're able to run pick and pops. They can somewhat handle it in space. Brady Manic has got a great turnaround game. Love his fadeaway shots. Don't want to, you know, give him too high praise, but kind of shades of dark a little bit with that fadeaways. Dawson Garcia, really, really impressive. Sometimes he gets tunnel vision. He gets so honed in on scoring that he'll force up some bad shots, but he can really, really shoot it from the outside. He's actually shooting 50% from three-point range this season. He's had two 20-point outings as well. I believe Manic has two as well. They're rebounding the ball pretty well, showing a bit of weakness defensively. I think that's where these bigs differ from last year. More offense, more vulnerability on defense compared to a Dayron Sharp or Garrison Brooks or Walker Kessler. But Manic is uh, he's a graduate uh, transfer. He's got so much experience, played four years at Oklahoma. Uh, averaged in double digits at Oklahoma, I believe, three or four years. And he's bringing that shooting and that experience to this team, and I think that's fantastic. On the other hand, Garcia is definitely getting more run here than he got at Marquette. It's a new system for him, and I think he's growing really, really well. And both of these guys are really important for our offense as well. I think they get guys like Caleb Love and RJ going as passers, and, you know, they make some really good passes to Baycott. And the most important thing for Carolina basketball, which was such a big theme for Roy Williams' team, Hubert Davis is sticking with the two big men offense. However, it is so different because these guys can shoot the ball. They are versatile enough to move to the perimeter and be comfortable doing so. That was not the case for Garrison Brooks and Dayron Sharp. If you look at bigs in the past, too, could Bryce Johnson shoot threes like Manic and Garcia or Isaiah Hicks? As great as those guys were because, you know, um, Hicks won, won us a national championship and Johnson was obviously a big player on the team that got us close to one. No knock on those guys. Absolutely. Those guys are UNC stars. But this is modern basketball. Hubert Davis has done a fantastic job of adjusting to the modern game. I talked about how it seemed like Roy Williams was falling behind a little bit. The traditional style, it just doesn't work anymore. It's about shooting. It's about three-pointers. Uh, three Slamming it down low only works so much because teams play team defense. For example, you see it like in, in a Syracuse zone. They're in a 2-3 zone trying to clog the middle. But when you've got guards who are efficient and you've got big men who can score from multiple spots and aren't just pure post players, that really makes your offense versatile and you can score in so many ways. And we are seeing that. Not only that, we are seeing a different player do it every single night. And then number three, because I am so, so happy for this guy. He got so much criticism last year. He was getting drilled for every single decision. A five-star recruit out of high school. Caleb Love is on the rise, people. This is a transformation. I want to read off to you guys his freshman year stats. He was averaging 10.5 points per game. 31.6% from, from the field. 266 percent from three-point range three turnovers a game he was averaging over 11 shots per game 
only averaging 10.5 points. Now compare that to this year. Again, 16.9 points per game, 45% from the field, 43% from three-point range, one turnover less with two, and four rebounds and four assists. I believe he's also averaging about like a, a steal and a half per game. He is being so much more aggressive. I love what he's doing defensively, going for steals. That leads to his breakaway dunks. Offensively, he's looking to drive to the hole. He's going for uh, to get, looking to get to the free throw line, looking to take it in strong. One of his strengths is getting to the basket. He's a lightning, lightning quick. He's extremely athletic. I believe he was settling too much last year. He's not doing that anymore because by getting to the basket, he's getting space for these three-pointers. These deep threes he's taken aren't contested. But oh my gosh, he has range, people. He has NBA range. He's got NBA talent. He's got an absolute bag. He's got step backs. He's got handles to get to the basket. Caleb Love is the engine for this team. And if we're going to make a run in this year's tournament and for the ACC title, Caleb Love is our best and most important player. I am so, so happy to see him playing super well, and he is electrifying to watch. And again, the combination between his, you know, big play mentality, all that stuff, and RJ Davis's, you know, stable, you know, calming play, Caleb likes to push the tempo. RJ can play a bit more slower. Seems like RJ, um, he makes a few less mistakes, but Love can just make these huge threes. I think their partnership is fantastic. This is what you need in college basketball to win. You need good guard play. And we are getting it right now from these guys. Last year, Baylor, Jared Butler, Macy Oteague, Davion Mitchell, three really, really good guards who could shoot it and play defense. Are Caleb Love and RJ Davis doing those things? I would say they are. And with the bigs we have in Manic Garcia and Baycott, we have a crew to win the ACC. I don't care how good people think Duke is. This team can beat Duke. This team can win the ACC. They have got so much potential. And credit to Hubert Davis in his first season. He is doing a phenomenal job. Now, there are some causes for concerns. Defense, it's getting better. We really showed it against Georgia Tech and Michigan. But a big thing in that Tennessee game, the pick and roll defense, why are we going under so many screens? When we're trying to get over screens, we're not fast enough. We're letting uh, two versus one matchups with the big. I think the pick and roll defense could improve. Uh, Kerwin Walton, who was a big player for us last year, making three-pointers, he is either out of rhythm or, or just not knocking down shots because his minutes is going down. And, you know, it's I don't want to say he looks lost, but he kind of does. Seems like he's lost confidence on the court. I think he'd be a really nice seventh guy uh, to help contribute, but it just seems like he's just out of touch and out of rhythm right now. His shot's not falling. He's not even getting shots, to be honest. He's not getting good looks. Thankfully, we don't need to heavily rely on him as our only shooter this year, but that kind of that, that, it's not great to see that. I'd love to get Kerwin back in the rhythm of things. But with that being said, this team is good. I think with a few more wins, we'll be in the top 25. And obviously, we're thinking about it, UNC fans. Who's going to guard Paolo? Now, I know he's a Duke player, 
But Paolo Bencaro is NBA ready. This guy is 6'10", moves like a guard, can shoot it from the outside, has the speed to get to the basket, has the strength in the post to get to his spots for turnaround jumpers or layups. He's got a nice touch in the mid-range game. I know Zion Williamson was a physical freak of nature in college, but you could argue that Paolo is more skilled. I think so. This guy's a problem. And who's going to guard him? That's my biggest question when going up against Duke. I am not concerned about their guards. I think they're inefficient and they could have off nights very easily. But Leaky Black seems like our only player to guard Paolo Bencaro and he's three inches shorter. I believe he's like 6'7-ish, 6'6 maybe even. Paolo's 6'10". How are we going to guard him? Are we going to have to double team him? Are we going to have to, you know, hedge on screens, get the ball out of his hands? Because the last thing we need is for Bancaro to go for 20 points in the first half like he did against Gonzaga. And it's a tough task for this team because obviously Caleb Love is too short to guard Bancaro. Again, he's a 6'10", small forward. But Manic and Garcia, are they fast enough? Can they keep up with him? Would they get in foul trouble? That is my biggest question when facing off against Duke because, again, beating Duke, we love it. We want to beat Duke this year, but I think we can do it. I think the, a big matchup, Mark Williams for Armando Baycott, I think that's a huge underrated matchup that we need to win because Williams has been pretty solid so far this season. Almost a walking double-double at this point. But aside from Duke, what team in the ACC is better than us? Syracuse just lost to Georgetown, although Buddy Beheim, you know, he can shoot it from anywhere. Love, love his game, by the way. Buddy Beheim is great. He torched us last year twice. We can't allow that to happen. NC State is okay. Florida State is okay. UVA is really having a tough season. And then we just beat Georgia Tech. This team can win the ACC. I have got some high hopes. I'm not going to go out and say that we're going to outright win it right now. But at the moment, we are the second best team in the ACC as far as I'm concerned, behind Duke. And we can prove that we're the best by beating them, which I think that's February. We still have a lot of games going. A uh, big game coming up, UCLA. This is another question for me. Who's going to guard Ju Zhang and Hakez? These are 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, wings who can score it at all three levels. Leakey can only guard one of them. Caleb Love is going to have to guard uh, Johnny Ju Zhang who can rise up from mid-range. He's an elite three-point scorer at the college basketball level. And then Hawkeyes at the other end, he's you know a bit more of a, of a brute force. He can drive in, can still shoot it from the outside, but he's really good at getting to his spots and using his strength. He's a lot stronger than people think. And then another big matchup at the point guard spot, RJ Davis versus Tiger Campbell. Tiger Campbell is arguably their X factor. He runs the offense, he gets guys open, and he's working on his scoring as well becoming a much better shooter this year. The UCLA game could be a huge statement win for the Tar Heels. And if we lose it, you know, I won't be too concerned, but how we lose it matters. We need to play this team close. If we want to be a national threat, if we want to be a threat to win the ACC, this UCLA game must be a good performance. And if we win that game, people should be looking out because the Tar Heels will be back. That's going to do it for today's episode. Really hope you guys enjoyed my analysis of the UNC basketball team this year. 
I would like to get back to the singular game recaps, especially when ACC play comes along. Um, I would love to do the UCLA game recap. I actually will be uh, traveling for 10 days, so I'm going to try and get some pre-recorded episodes going to keep you guys posted because, again, want to work on my consistency as a podcaster. I've, only, I've already done two episodes today. I'm so happy to be back on the mic. So thank you so much for listening to 125 Unfiltered, and I'll talk to you guys next time.